Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Welcome back to the team room. This is Becky and I'm with Patricia. Patricia, how's it going? It's great. We're finally getting spring weather here, so I'm fantastic. I hear you. I stood outside at work today, just let the sun soak on my face for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I know. You know, it's funny. I find myself talking about the weather more often recently because there's really nothing else to talk about, which is just sad, but it's <laughs> <laughs> very true. It's it very also true. affects your mood. But anyway, today's conversation definitely has a lot to talk about. So you want to introduce our guest? I do. I do. Our guest is Sarah Chamberlain, and she is here in person with me again in the garage. Hello. Welcome, welcome, Sarah. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm also enjoying the spring weather. And uh, yeah, there's not much else going on. So I'm <laughs> glad to see the sun. <laughs> For real. So the cool part about Sarah tonight to our, our audience and friends is that we all, Patricia, Sarah, and I all played college soccer as freshmen together. So we were in a team room for the whole season. Yep, exactly. So this is like a throwback to our old team room. Oh, for real. So we're going to start singing now and (laughs) get out our jackets. Yeah, we did sing a lot. But um, yeah, I just want to let everybody know who Sarah is. I have known Sarah since I was 18. We've been friends for over two decades now. And she is my best friend. Mm -hmm. I know it might sound cheesy at 41. Mm -hmm. But you know Mm -hmm. what, it's the truth. And Mm -hmm. the cool part about Sarah is that uh, we did start teaching um, in health and PE. She taught for six years. And then she started a after school program called the Tabernacle Sun Club, which is still going today, going strong. It's an amazing program. She has four children, a teenager, what, what, and three, <laughs> yes, I said three, she has triplets that are in fourth grade. So I have gotten to walk alongside Sarah for so long and it's been amazing. And I'm so excited to have her here today to talk about unity. So Sarah, if you just want to say hello, if you want to add anything. <laughs> Hello again. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about unity, although um, probably once anyone hears they have triplets, all the questions just want to be about what's it like to have triplets? So maybe maybe you'll have to have me on again. Yes, for sure. I would imagine Um, the need for unity is uh, is really high in your house. Yeah, right. And unity's just been um, a word that's really been in the forefront of my mind for a long time and um it's just becoming more and more um of a thing I guess I Mm. I feel like it was in my mind before it was um as important as it is this very day so um yeah not sure why but yeah yeah for sure well before we go there we want to start with our highlight reel. So Sarah, is there anything that you've been enjoying lately that you want to highlight? Um, what have I been enjoying lately? So I'm homeschooling my kids for the first time this year. Um, I homeschooled my oldest last year and that went really well. And because of uh, a lot of different circumstances, decided to homeschool all four of them this year. 
So that's pretty much the only thing um, going on in my <laughs> life right now. So what do you what do you like about what do you like um, about that? But I I really do love it. It's such a learning curve and it's hard. Um, it's it's consuming my life right now. But I um, couldn't be happier. There's nowhere else I want to be. I'm really glad to be part of my children's education. And I'm an educator at heart, so mm-hmm. I think that's just filling something in me that I didn't even know. Um, I, I wanted to be doing, and now that I'm doing it, it's, um, it's been pretty cool. So, but yeah, wow. there's not much else I can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we're, we're just, a, that's impressive good. though. Like, so the, the twins are in fourth grade now or the triplets, I mean, are in fourth grade now. They're in fourth grade and oh, I have a seventh wow. grader. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't believe they're, they've gotten so old. I remember them as babies, but yeah. How is it's it neither. trying to teach elementary and middle school all at the same time? Yeah, so that was um, when I started homeschooling my oldest last year. And I mean, families do it all the time. Um, when you are homeschooling, it's it's a whole different. You really have to look at education differently. You can't replicate what goes on in uh, a private school or public school classroom in your home. So you really have to kind of rethink the whole thing and look at it differently. So um, making that transition and and usually homeschool families, you know, start when their oldest is in kindergarten and they grow with homeschooling as their kids grow. So to make this switch um, cold turkey like I did uh, is hard. That's a whole nother level. (laughs) And and I wouldn't recommend it, but just circumstances being as they are in our family, and our world, you know, I just absolutely knew it was the right thing to do. And so we just did it. Yeah, um, but well, I have um, had a lot of help and um, have reached out for a lot of different resources to to help me manage that. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I would imagine that you are not alone because circumstances have dictated for a lot of families that that might be a better option than trying to have their kids virtual or hybrid or whatever yeah. option that the school system was creating for them. I know my kids are completely a hundred percent virtual and. If I wasn't working full time, I might consider that, especially for my youngest, because virtual school does not agree with him at all. It has been a fight. And so for I'm sure there's a lot of families out there that are trying to do this cold turkey. What's the best piece of advice that you've gotten or what's like the best thing that you're like, oh, my gosh, this made it possible for me? Um, I just finished a book called Wild and Free. Uh, by Ainsley Arment. She actually lives in Virginia. And um, I kind of was forming those opinions myself, but the book really helped me. Just the idea of you can't replicate at home what public school or private school looks like. And, and don't try to and don't feel like you have to in order for your kids to have a good education. And if you want more information about that, read that book. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, I will definitely link that in the show notes, but that's great advice. And I think that also is probably very freeing. Absolutely. Yeah. Very freeing and encouraging. Awesome. That will lead us right into um, just a little bit about yourself. Like if you want to share a little bit, Sarah, about yourself, where you grew up, you know, things like that. Sure. Um, I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Um, I am the oldest of three kids. Uh, I have a younger sister. And then my brother is 13 years younger than me and was adopted. So my family did foster care. And that was a part of our life growing up. 
Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad uh, was a public school music teacher. Uh, and so I had a life full of music as well as athletics, my uh, just two loves of mine. Um, I had a wonderful childhood, spent a lot of time playing outside and um, just being all over my community and enjoying all types of athletics and all types of music and uh, ended up playing soccer in college, had a uh, uh, just amazing um, high school experience, went to States, really uh, awesome, and um, then ended up playing in college. Always interested in a lot of different things, I feel like. I could never narrow myself down to I'm just a jock, or I shouldn't say it like that, but you know, right. that you I love sports, but I just, I've always, I, I have this artistic side too. And I uh, love music and my kids are kind of the same way, like jack of all trades, I guess. And yeah. uh, that creates its own host of problems, but it's also really fun too. Oh, like, listen, you're yeah. diversified. Yeah. You're di- yeah, good- we are. <laughs> Very diversified. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you said you played, you know, you played high school soccer, you played college soccer with us. Um, since we are talking about unity and mindset definitely comes into that. How would you um, share that? How would you tie that in? Where did you see it in your soccer career? you know, throughout college and then maybe high school to college, I guess. We have a little thing we do in our area and it stems from FCA where we pick a word for the year. And um, I don't officially do it, but since um, I see Becky all the time and she's been doing it. (laughs) True. So I've kind of like come up with my own words for the year. So um, I I don't know how I came to this word of, my word is going to be unity. I think oh, I'll tell you how. Okay. Let me tell you how. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll tell you how. Because last year, right before, even before COVID, I feel like there were a lot of different things going on in our area and we were seeing some disunity, but we didn't know oh. that exactly. We just yeah. were seeing some relationship things changing within our community. And I just remember it, it was heartbreaking to both of us in different ways. Yeah. And, and I remember you expressing that. And then mm-hmm. COVID hit. And it just came out again. And I was like, your word's unity. Like yeah. you, you were talking about it. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's your word, Sarah. Because yeah. my word was intentional last year. Mm-hmm. And your word, well, you didn't know it. But that's that's where unity for me came from with you. Because I just remember being like, Sarah, your word is unity. Because yeah. you were like, we've got to stay together. We've got to stay connected. Yeah. And mine, wow. And relationships are really strong, um, something in my life. And so yeah. I know for you, it was like, that for me, that's where it came from. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it was being attacked all over the place. Yes. That's that's what it was. Yes. I felt like every area of my life was just getting so divided, even in areas where I wouldn't have expected it. And I was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even like even within family. So it's, you know, I just felt like this is the, this is the word what's happening here. And um, I, I don't, you know, so if you see negative things happen, you, you speak um, you know, you speak, um, like God into it, you speak positivity into it. And Mm -hmm. so I said, I see a lot of division and, and, you know, strife. And so yeah, unity it is. (laughs) So Becky picked your word. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it was her word. She just didn't know it yet. And then, you know, just kind of came out that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So maybe we should talk about what unity means. Like what, what are we talking about when we say unity? Because I think unity means a lot of things to a lot of different yeah. people. Yeah. 
um, probably off the top of my head, being like-minded, but that's not always possible. So you have to um, figure out how to have harmony in relationships, even if you can't be 100% like-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably where I land for yes. me to be is I would love to be like-minded with everyone that I, you know, either am family with or friends with or have to work with, but I can't always have that. So I have to work out harmony in that relationship, which I would say is finding unity. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And to use a music analogy, right? Harmony means that we're singing different parts. Yeah. Right. And so we're singing uh-huh. the same Very song, but we're good. singing different parts of it. And so thank you very much. That's the extent of my music knowledge. <laughs> but I think that's beautiful because we might not think exactly the same way, but yeah. we can find unity within that if we lead with love. There you Absolutely. There you go. And that's the yeah. key. And that's the key. It's hard. <laughs> it's super yeah. hard. I, I feel like we are attacked on different fronts all day in different times. And I know for me, sometimes it's just agreeing to disagree and then remembering that we're on the same team, Mm -hmm. even if we don't agree on the same things. Like I know for me, a lot of times that happens at work. I just have to, you know what, we just aren't going to agree. But at the end of the day, we're going to work together and we're going to be positive and we're going to be kind. And I guess love and kindness kind of comes through, needs to come through because Mm -hmm. otherwise it goes down to humanity. Like, what do we believe in with humanity? Are we going to be kind? Are we going to be loving or are we going to be right? I guess that's mm-hmm. another, that's yep. another yep. issue. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. And I think that's important to remember that God didn't call us to be right. He called us to love. And so leading with that is crucial. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, for Amen sure. And I feel like um, we, we, you know, the three of us are very athletic and very team minded being that we play sports and Patricia still coaches to this day. And, you know, I guess, we can move into unity within our teams. And Sarah, like, since you're a guest, how do you, how do you feel like you saw unity in soccer that, that could now translate into the rest of your life? Like, what did you see in college? Yeah. So I have always um, really loved talking about the body of Christ. I've been in youth ministry. And for some reason, that's just a topic and a talk that I enjoy. And I feel like um, I'm always wanting to share um in ministry settings. And um, so the body of Christ is like a sports team. You know, everybody has their part, their particular skills, their abilities, and you really only succeed if you're working together. So true on a team, although sadly that doesn't always happen, um, but that's really how it works best. And that translates into life and especially into the Christian life as the body of Christ and um, just all the parts, knowing your strengths, being confident in your strengths and um, also knowing your weaknesses and being okay in your weaknesses and allowing others to come into your weaknesses. And as you know, and then you work together um, covering each other's weaknesses and using your strengths to, um, achieve a common goal. And I just love talking about that, (laughs) (laughs) but I think my foundation in sports has really helped develop that Mm. in me. Um, Because on a sports team, on the soccer field, you can't do it yourself. Absolutely. And I feel like I had the privilege of being on really healthy sports teams where that was valued. Mm -hmm. And so, 
you know, we talked about it a lot and we demonstrated it and I carried that into life. And mm. I'm really thankful for that. And I, I want to add something with Sarah, cause I do know this, but our listeners do not. Sarah did go to public high school. Yep. And so she didn't, wasn't on a team at a Christian school, which Correct. is fine. But, yeah. and I was at public school as well, but she was on a team with a coach with many different belief systems. And, and at the same time, you said you were very successful. So, yeah. you know, not that we don't downplay faith because we all love the Lord. However, it does, it, it does help me out here. It, it doesn't always, your faith doesn't have to matter how you treat others. It matters that you can connect and, and still right. work together. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. on a sports team, you all have a common goal. And yes. so you're working towards something, you have obvious purpose. And so within that, you can find unity and you can appreciate the, uh, the checks and balances that are already built in that are there and the strengths and weaknesses of each individual member. Whereas when we get out into life, we can take that and translate that. But sometimes we have to start with what is our goal? What is our purpose? Because it's not as necessarily built in like it is in sports. Right. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. funny thing I was going to say, Sarah, like being that she has the largest family of all of us and triplets. So triplets are a whole nother, (laughs) a whole nother realm, which we're going to go there. Next level. Right. Next level. How do you see unity uh, in your family? How do you um, unite your family? Team Chamberlain, because I'm a team. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, when I think of unity within my family, it's more along the lines of um, you know, the, what I just said about the bio Christ, where we all um, have to work together for, yeah, the common goal, whatever that is, it may be something really grand, or it may be, um, you know, keeping the house clean today. And everyone has to do their part and pitch in and work together. And, um, you know, so that that exists in all areas of life from your family to, you know, something you're doing in your profession, um, you know, in, in all areas being able to uh, be a good team, Mm. just this idea of being a good team. And uh, that's important in families too. Like my kids and I, I I literally can't get it all done. There's too Mm -hmm. many of them. (laughs) So we have to be a good team to keep things in order. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's something neat I've seen with Sarah that if you want to share just a little bit that, um, because we are so close, we do life together, which I love. I've seen, I, I do see a lot of things she does and I do steal them. Like, um, Walla Wednesday, I am stealing Walla Wednesday. She just came that, in and said, it's Walla Wednesday. I'm stealing it because I want to not cook. So no, I'm teasing. She has a lot on, on Wednesday night, so yeah. it makes sense. But one thing I do want to share that Sarah and her husband do that I've seen in the past is that when they caught their kids doing something that they didn't have to do, they would give them like, they might've had like a jar of things they were putting in. But uh, you could do it for kids that are really young because they're starting to learn how to do chores or just even older kids where you see that your sister or brother still has to do their laundry or still has to go do something outside and you just go do it and you don't ask for recognition. You don't you don't even want them to see you. Well, they probably do a little bit so they can get the reward, Mm -hmm. but they do get to be rewarded um, for things that they weren't asked to do. So I feel like on a team like that's a family microcosm. But if, if we do that at work or at our at our uh, ministries or our jobs or, or, um, but it starts in the home. Yeah. So, but it, it will, it will do be a ripple effect of like kindness and mm-hmm. just bringing unity because mm-hmm. the person will value the other person. Like, like it work. There's just little things that, that, um, we don't say to each other. We just do it for each other. And, and it, it's always really, I'm really thankful for that. I'll be like, Hey, thanks for doing that. Like they didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. Yeah. Catching someone doing to. something good. Yeah. yeah. 
it's hard to teach your kids that, mm-hmm. you know, we, <laughs> we, I, we have not succeeded, <laughs> but, but we try and we've, we've had a couple good ideas along the way that have um, encourage them to do that. So yeah, yeah. no, I love that. I work in progress. I think championing other people and encouraging them to continue doing those things is important. And, you know, championing people can look a lot of different ways. And I think that's one way that it can look. And then it can also look in like, if they're having trouble with something, I can come alongside them and help pull them out of it. I mean, I know like on the soccer field, I'm sure there were times where, I was, you know, ready to get in somebody's face because they took Sarah down in the box and that was not okay with me. (laughs) And, you know, like as the goalkeeper, like I was going to have her back. Right. But like sometimes those kinds of things happen off the field. Right. Or in families or in teams or in groups of people. And we need to be willing to stand up for each other, regardless of if we agree on some sort of other issue like that's kept in the team room. You know, like that's nobody else's business, but you step into our court and you mess with one of my teammates, you're going down. You know what I'm saying? Like having each other's back and championing each other from that standpoint, I think is important too, and shows unity played out. Absolutely. Yep. Presenting a united front. Even when there's things going on in the background. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so true. Um, Why is it so important to you now, Sarah, uh, other than it it really is probably, you know, COVID's brought out a lot of, a lot of hard things. Is there something else you wanted to share with that or do we, do we? Yeah. Um, I think, um, the older I get and my kids getting older and I, I just realized that I, I need my community. I need my family. I need my support system. I can't do it myself. I feel like we need each other, um, in our Christian communities and in our families, uh, we, we really can't do it alone. And I think that the greatest hindrance to so many things is just divisiveness and, and disunity. And it, it pulls people apart and there's just so much, just amazing things that can be accomplished when people really can come together and find a way to be unified, to work together, to, um, you know, cover each other's weaknesses in grace. It's, it's like this beautiful thing when it actually happens, but it's so hard to get to that point. It's almost seems impossible sometimes. And, um, I, I guess as I've started to, to see this, I feel like, um, I guess it's like that, um, like reformer in me, but I'm like, I want to fight for this. You know, I want True. this, I want this to, what can I do to, to make it help to make this happen, um, to bring people together, um, to, you know, um, create things, um, have common goals with, you know, groups of people to uh, create something amazing for the glory of God, for the good of my kids, whatever, mm-hmm. um, what needs to happen to do that. And um, I just, I, I think it's just because it's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think yeah. everyone's striving for that, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So yeah. it really, I guess, lit that fire under me, like, you know, any wherever I can, I want to be an agent of bringing people together for 
a common goal for something great and good yeah be it big or small that will outlast so, you too probably like the, that like will outlast the, me well, yeah you know sarah has done that because the yeah. sun club she did that you've done that already you you put yeah. together an after school program for kids that actually has a, has a christian element to it um bible element and that love on the kids help them with their homework and it's still going to this day so it's definitely part of your personality let's not yeah. go to the enneagram though we could <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no we've already talked about enneagrams on this show oh, oh. always it comes up like, often Yes. <laughs> Patricia loves to study it. But you know, but that's the cool part about our personality is, so is that that we because we have different strengths, that that is your strength. And then me coming alongside being like, All right, let's do it. Come on, I'll cheer mm-hmm. it on, I'll encourage. Like mm-hmm. and then Patricia, Patricia over here is the organized planner one. Mm-hmm. So she'll have it all organized, she'll put it on social media and we'd all show up. So <laughs> yes, you know, um yes. we definitely have There you go. That's unity. Yeah. Right. And there <laughs> you go. And there yeah. it is. Yeah. So, awesome thing. You no, know, it really is awesome talking about these things because we started um I hate so young, really at eighteen, meeting each other and then to be in our our adult worlds. Um, teaching and working and serving. We all serve in all different capacities, but then to still be able to um, have these relationships that we can delve into these topics and talk about them. So um, what would be one thing that you're doing now, Sarah, that you see that you're able to bring some unity to that you're um, kind of in the middle of maybe? If you yeah. can share, I mean, it could yeah, be a secret. Sure. No, um, no, you want my latest creation? <laughs> sure. Um, it's, it's what I'm doing with my kids. So, um, you know, we were two years ago, we were all pretty happily in the public school system. And um, I just can't even believe how much has happened in the, just the span of only a year and a half. And we've just made a complete change in our family life, which, um, you know, I, I could just have homeschooled everyone myself, but I just felt this call to not only um, create something different for my kids, but I see so many families who kind of are leaning in the same direction as far as their kids' education as as I am, maybe don't have all the resources that I have, um, that I just felt like, okay, I want to do something different for my kids for their education. But at the same time, I, I could probably, you know, turn this into something that would help others too, mm-hmm. as well. I think I just think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, I guess, what I'm working on now. And it, it just it create I can't do it myself. I need other people. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. Um, I desperately need the strengths of other people to come together and, you know, so make this everything I'd like it to be. Right. Yeah. So what Sarah's talking about, um, is she joined with another woman and she has a, like a, not a co-op exactly, but it's like a homeschool. We call it guided homeschool, guided homeschool. Yeah. So she's doing something that she's not a home alone with her kids, but she's not just meeting once a week with a co-op like homeschool families do, which is great. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different route. Yep. But she's creating something that's bigger than herself once again and um, really trying to see what how she can glorify God in it and how it's going to – her kids are going to grow out of it in about, you know, five years. All of her kids are going to be growing up and gone, So, yep. but it will outlast us. So I guess I feel like through the thread of our whole conversation is that when we are unified, we're able to see beyond ourselves and see the good for everybody. Yeah. And for in us, it would be to glorify God who created us because we live before him. And we can still do that in many public forums because I 
am a public school teacher. So I do my best at my own work to bring unity, to bring positive um, reinforcement to my students, to my staff, um, in whatever way that I can. You know, it's it's not Christian, it's public, but that doesn't mean I don't, I'm not able to bring unity. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, well, and I think unity can be achieved when we lead with empathy. And that's what I see Sarah doing, yeah. because empathizing with someone is to truly actively listen to them and to feel with them. So they might not be mm. going through the exact same circumstance that I am, but I can hear the emotion that they're dealing with and I can reach inside myself and find that emotion in myself and I can empathize and I can feel with them. And in your case, they were going through something very similar. And so mm-hmm. you reached out to include them to make yes. everything yes. unified, but it started with that empathy piece. And I think that's really beautiful. Yes. Thank you. you. Yeah. yeah. It really is awesome to watch. So one thing that uh, we wanted to maybe talk about a little bit would be is how can we now um, have unity in our different um, aspects in our life? You know, like, what does that look like yes. in our everyday life, Sarah? What do you think? Yes. Yeah. So um, it is amazing how fast division creeps in. And, you know, speaking in uh, Christian terms, of course, it's spiritual. And the forces of darkness, of course, are divisive and want to tear down the wonderful things we can accomplish for the glory of God when we're unified. So I feel like um, it can happen in a heartbeat, in a blank. Um, and it's just something that we have to almost daily be, um, diligent about, Mm -hmm. be vigilant about. So, um, what I've found, um, when it comes to maintaining unity is that it requires a lot of prayer, you know, relationships (laughs) require a lot of prayer. Um, it's hard to be like-minded. That's not always possible. And if you feel like, you're not able to move forward without being in like-minded in a certain area. Really only the Holy spirit can change that. Mm-hmm. I find, um, you know, we can communicate things, but we all have our blind spots. And in a lot of instances, it's only God who can really kind of bring us around and see a different viewpoint or, or see something we didn't see before. So, um, keeping unity in relationships is just, you have to constantly cover it in prayer. Um, the other thing too, I found, and I think maybe especially because of these COVID times is, uh, and also just our, our modern times of the phone and texting and emailing, it's just, it's so easy to, to write communication. And I, I'm a, I, I prefer to write <laughs> rather than speak. Um, I just feel like it's so much more comfortable for me, but I find that division creeps in so much faster when you're not meeting in person on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Totally. And, um, and so, you know, I'll be in a working relationship with someone and there's just like tension starting to build. And I find that sometimes all it takes is just uh, an in-person meeting and the tension goes away. Like, because yeah. uh, there's just something different about being in person. I, I don't know what it it's, is, it's but um, and I just feel like it's so important if you can maintain that. Um, and I will say, even even in my marriage, for example, <clears throat> of course, we're talking all the time, but we do make it a point once a week. We call it uh, like our marriage business meeting or whatever. I forget what <laughs> we call it. But um, we sit down. We're 
deliberate about it. We sit down, we do it Sunday evenings and um, we just take that time to just focus on each other. What's going on in your world? What can I pray for this week? What's happening? What do you have coming up? We go over schedule things and we pray together. And that's huge, especially when you're talking about a marriage relationship, um, praying together is um, it's yeah, it's just huge. Um, I think just that vulnerable, the vulnerability of prayer um, and doing it together, just it, it just breaks the spirit mm. of um, negativity. Yeah, uh, it, it's just so powerful. So, um, yeah, so even so even in my marriage, I guess I would say that idea of just having in-person meetings on a regular basis um, rather than just the, the emailing and the texting um, just makes a big difference. Yeah. At least it does for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Big difference. Well, text yeah, and email don't have tone and they don't have body language and they don't have eye contact. Yeah. And those things are so important when it comes to communication. I think too, it's so much easier to be confrontational in, in <laughs> writing but when you get in person, you just lose that. Or everyone loses that nerve and we all just get nicer. You know? It's very At true. least for me. I, yeah. I, can't. I think it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, and that just, it just breaks that spirit of whatever the tension, the negativity was when you're with the person and they're smiling at you and you're having a pleasant conversation. And all of a sudden, everything that you were struggling with doesn't seem to be as big of a deal right. anymore. Yeah. Right. You're so right. I think yeah. you realize it's the human connection. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the human we're, connection. Right, we're created right. to be together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're not created to be an island. Yeah. And I think COVID, I did actually listen to something um, back. I, I don't know where I heard it because I listened to a lot of different podcasts and things, but it was very interesting. It's, it's very what you just said. The person said, after the Great Depression, a lot of people didn't have anything. It was kind of like at, right now with COVID. But the difference was they didn't have a lot. So like if on their street, let's just say they were on a street in a neighborhood and they were going to make a cake. They didn't have all the ingredients. So they would just go to the neighbor. Mm. Could you bring the sugar? You get the yeah. pie. They'd make a cake together. The difference with COVID is that they've segregated us completely. So we can't be together. So we're going through this hard time, but we're segregated instead yeah. of being able to. So that what, I, what it shows that we need each yeah. other. We, we just really need each other and we need each other in the flesh. It's definitely different than in the texting. So I guess what we want to say to our audience and anyone who listens to this ever <laughs> is that you need to find your people and it could be one, it could be two, but just find some people that you can do life with in person. And if you are struggling with somebody um, because of a text or an email, make you know, the 24 hour rule as a coach, <laughs> we say the 24 hour rule, wait 24 hours, let your emotions sizzle, uh, cool. And then, you know, maybe reach out to get in person. And know for me, um, and in between Sarah and I, we have a deep, um, rugged friendship that's mm -hmm. weathered many, many hard things. Mm -hmm. And yet I know there'll be time. There's been more than one time where I say, I'm not texting and I'm not calling you. I have to be in your presence. And the minute we get in each other's presence, it might take a little bit sometimes, but we always are able to unite and get to the heart of the issue because of our choice to forgive and to own up to our own sin and weakness because that's where we're at um, in this broken world. But um, again, you know, find those people that you can be vulnerable with um, and transparent. We talked about that last week, which is very interesting. Transparent. You can see through, but vulnerable. Mm. You let people in. Mm. Patricia oh, like said that, that last week, yeah. right? It was so good. I was like, yeah. wow. So finding those people. Um, but before we go, I know there's so much. This is so good. Um, but before we go, we love to hear 
from your blooper reel, Sarah. <laughs> we like to leave people laughing. So if you got something to share, oh, or about your kids, it could be a kid story. I got some real doozies. <laughs> Weeks ago, I got in my car and I looked at the gas tank and I was like flat on E. So I'm like, oh, I got to get gas. So I drove straight to the gas station and um, you know, the guy came over. I'm like, fill it up. So he, you know, he does his thing, puts the nozzle in, starts pumping the gas and it clicks off. And so I'm like, not really paying attention, but you know, I guess I kind of subconsciously heard it click off. So then he tries again and it clicks off again. And maybe he tried a third time. I don't know. And he came over to the window and he, and he's just like, I'm, you know, I'm, are you sure your tank is empty? It's not, it's, you know, it's not working. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's completely empty. Like, absolutely. And so he goes back and puts the nozzle back in and, you know, I, tried like another two times and I'm thinking what is going on so I look at my gas gauge <laughs> it's not empty it's full my gas gauge is full I, I, I'm like so, oh my goodness poor guy. What? how did I how did I look at my gas I've been driving for 30 years how did I look <laughs> at my gas gauge and no beyond the shadow of a doubt it was empty when it wasn't empty <laughs> How'd that go down so, with the guy? <laughs> so I'm like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> so I, I don't know what I said. I was just like, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I think maybe it is full. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. And I think he's, I'm, I have no, I don't even want to know what he's grumbling under his breath as he pulls the nozzle out. <laughs> Jersey girl, crazy woman driver. I don't know. <laughs> pulls the nozzle out. La di da, I drive away. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, people. <laughs> so funny. What just happened? That's so funny. You know, I'm gonna say that it was the gas gauge. I really think yeah. I had a little, you know, trouble in the electronics, and that's really what happened. Yeah, not that's operator error. Not like operator says to me error. all the time. Operator I, error. Oh my word. Yeah, so that was a good one. That was a good that one. Is funny. funny. Well, it's funnier because you're in New Jersey. If you for people that don't live in New Jersey or have never traveled to New Jersey, you're not allowed to right. pump your own gas. And Correct. so you pull up and the little, like the person that works at the station comes out and, and does it for you. Cause you're not allowed to. Right. And so, right. Right. Yeah. 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 So that yes. is, that's hilarious. Right. To wrap it up. Um, we have enjoyed talking with you, Sarah. I always look forward to being with Sarah. I'll try to keep her for a little longer after. But, um, you know, unity is a huge um, thing right now uh, among our culture and our world. So if we can do what we can do to um, to mitigate the losses and, you know, unite the front in a, in a uni- united front, um, let's do it. So thank you Amen. for being on and thank you for sharing. We do have one more yeah. thing. However, Patricia, okay. did you want to... Um, add anything? Yeah, I just love the idea of leading with empathy and then finding your community and building something bigger than yourself. And through the process mm-hmm. of that, you are <laughs> you. Yeah. leading with love, you're covering in prayer, you're admitting your own mistakes. You know, like we listed off so many things that are super practical for people and they can hopefully find themselves in that story. So, thank you for sharing today. Mm-hmm. This has been fantastic. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thanks so, so much. So awesome. So our last thing before we go is our pass the ball. So Sarah, who <laughs> would you like to pass the ball to? So pass the ball. So um, pass the ball, ball would be a woman in my life who has 
uh, made a big difference to yep. me and <clears throat> who I admire and love. So it, it has to be my mom. I know that's <laughs> what everyone, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's some really amazing, great women in my life, but I, my mom is a very simple, um, humble person. Um, she, um, you know, she would say she is of no consequence. That's what she would say about herself. And yet I, you know, I would get choked up talking about her. She's just um, such a servant. Um, so uh, her sacrificial love really, um, and not just to me. Not I me. Mean, <laughs> yeah, to everyone she meets. She is just an amazing woman. I wish I was more like that. Like I look up to her. Um, for just how much she truly loves people and um, serves them and would literally give the shirt off her back. She's just that kind of person. And the way she um, loves my kids and just loves all kids. And um, I just endeavor to be more like that, really. <laughs> so, I love that. That's, that's beautiful. My, that's my girl. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, you, as soon as you meet her, you immediately feel like your family. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So we, Patricia and I met her as freshmen and yeah. to this day, you know, I was an adopted canals, which is Sarah's maiden name. And <laughs> now Anna can't steal your past the wall. So Anna, true. Yeah. Mama, <laughs> Mama Joe. Yeah, exactly. Still will. <laughs> and never forget life is a team sport and you are never alone.